The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, certified health coach, and I work with moms to help them get control of their food cravings so that they can maintain a healthy weight without deprivation or complicated meal plans. And hello, everybody. I'm Mary Preston, and I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a life coach, and I work with healthcare professionals who are experiencing burnout. And if you have any questions at the end of our podcast about any of our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group. Awesome. And guys, I have so many people ask me about why they have such strong and consistent cravings no matter how healthy and clean they eat. So I decided to make a guide to answer this very common issue. It's called The Two Reasons You Can't Quit Your Cravings and What to Do About It. And I want to share these transformative strategies with you for free. So just head over to my website, kisaamaro.com, and enter your name and email, and I will send over the guide so you can tackle your relentless cravings. Fabulous. Thank you, Kisa. And you're welcome. Yeah. And now on to our topic of the day, which is how to leave work at work. So yeah. in this episode, we're going to be talking about just some really simple steps, the beginner's guide to helping you leave you know, your work day at work so you can enjoy your personal life. Sweet. Let's do it, Mary. Let's do it. So as many of you can relate, I am a person who is introverted and I've always had anxiety. And I chose a career in the mental health field because I also deeply care about others and discovered that I'm really good at helping others learn, solve problems, give good advice. Um, I found that I naturally found myself in the healthcare field because of my strengths. So made it official, went to school, got my license, and learned how to more officially and intentionally <laughs> do my job and help clients. Mm -hmm. What I did not learn and what I had to research for myself over time and a long, long, long time was to how to take care of my own mental health. And um, I really feel like there should be a whole mandatory track for those going into the healthcare field. Uh, really any helping profession, because Keith, I know that you've experienced this as well, right? Because mm -hmm. we, we need to learn good boundaries. We need to mm -hmm. learn how to say no. We need to learn how to thrive in a world run by government, big agencies, big pharma, insurance companies. There's a lot yeah. to Yeah, Mary, I completely agree that, you know, in my last profession, I was adequately trained with, I had two degrees, However, there was no class or lesson on taking care of yourself so yeah. you don't burn out or, you know, you're not stressed out at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I can see where I didn't have strong boundaries and I was definitely scared to say no in many different situations. Yeah. Um, I rem you know, I remember my grade level teachers wanted to eat lunch together and <laughs> they wanted to eat it in my room. Of I course. think it was because, you know, my room was always the most organized and clean, maybe. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you know, as an introvert and being around 30 plus students throughout the day, I wanted 
these 20 minutes of time to myself. Like that's Mm -hmm. all I really wanted was just like close the doors to my classroom and eat my food in silence. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to talk about my students or discuss other teacher students. And believe me, if a teacher was having difficulty with their students, I would gladly listen to them and help them in any way I could. But let's do that after school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just needed that break in the middle of the day, you know, to somewhat kind of, you know, just regroup because, you know, teaching is very stimulating. And like when you're on, you're on. It's like, you know you don't really get like two minutes of rest <laughs> yeah, at all as a teacher at all. Right. You know, but I allowed the teachers to eat together in my room and what we usually discussed was lesson lessons, planning and students. So basically it was turned into a working lunch. Yep. You know, I feel that if I had known how to say no and what that all really meant that I would have had a beautiful 20 minutes of silence in order for me to recharge and be refreshed for the afternoon of classes, you know, just that little change would have been great. Yeah, absolutely. And teachers, um, I worked in schools for forever and teachers just never get to take a break. So yeah, like a class on how to keep other teachers out of your classroom, (laughs) how to say no (laughs) to, (laughs) how to say no to meetings. How to tell parents that you need to talk to them tomorrow instead of right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some of the ways that affected me, I kind of listed some out and, um, you know, everybody who's listening, just, just pay attention. You know, if you're feeling some of these symptoms, um, Mm -hmm. because these are, these are some symptoms that burnout is happening. So, um, most of my jobs, Um, I couldn't stop thinking about work on my way home, like while I ate dinner, as I tried to sleep, as I drove home, I just couldn't stop thinking about work. Mm -hmm. Um, I had difficulty sleeping through the night. I constantly reviewed my to-do lists and schedule overnight instead of sleeping. And I mean, in my head, um, I thought constantly about how to help my clients. I was still exhausted after sleeping in on the weekends. I kind of remember sleeping in until like 10 or 11 and just waking up super tired still. Mm-hmm. And then still having difficulty getting up on Monday mornings. Yeah. Um, I worried that I didn't do the right or best thing during the day. I always felt that I could have done better. I had this feeling like I would get in trouble somehow. <laughs> really to that at all. I was kind of, I was like, ah, ah somebody's going to like get my paperwork and I'm going to get dinged. They're going to find me out. They're going to find me out. I'm going to get in trouble. Um, I felt like no matter what I did, my clients were not getting better. Um, And this was at a lot of my previous jobs. I felt like I didn't really know what I was doing a lot of the times. And worst for me is that I became really cynical. I became really negative, callous, detached, and uncaring. I found myself complaining about clients and resented them for having problems and not working as hard as I thought they should, which, Mm -hmm. you know as a mental health specialist, you expect people to have problems, but I was like, ow, stop it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I got into this field because I wanted to help people. And instead I was angry, frustrated, exhausted, and super resentful. Mm-hmm. I found I was not able to take my own advice. I was drinking every night, eating junk food to make myself feel better, watching television instead of getting out of the house and falling asleep on the couch. I was gaining weight, feeling terrible and bloated, and just overall felt really old. (laughs) I just remember feeling like, 
like, oh, like my joints hurt and I don't mm-hmm. feel good and I'm tired and cranky. I just felt like really old, how I yeah. imagined really old people would feel. <laughs> right. And Mary, you were relatively young at this point in your life, right? Yeah. This is like all through my twenties. Like 20s, I, if yeah. I think about all through my twenties, just like, <laughs> uh, like I didn't want to get up. I was super cranky and tired yeah. and yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I didn't realize I was burnt out at my previous job. You know, I just thought it was part of the job. And truthfully, yeah. it was the culture of my previous profession. Yep. You know, to be always doing something, to have a never ending to do list, to give all of your time and then some, you know, to always be running around. This was the way I thought it was. And this is, you know, what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And in fact, there's a common saying that, quote, you know, a teacher's job is never done. Yeah. And this is what a lot of teachers live by. Their work melts into their personal life and taking home papers to grade or planning for the next day. And I saw this starting to happen to me. I can remember taking files of papers to grade with me on vacation with my family over spring break and grading them in the car or when other people were, you know, leisurely no. reading their their books. Yeah. (laughs) Books. (laughs) And, you know, you know, working long hours, uh, not setting boundaries and not knowing how to say no, I started to feel more than a little stressed at times. Yeah. You know, I started to have digestive issues that affected my daily life. My body would tense and I wasn't able to relax. Oh yeah. The, like that body tension. I can feel it right now. I think about it. Yeah. And just like, you know, even going home, it's like I wasn't able to relax at home, like when I was out of the environment mm-hmm. and then anxiety over getting things done and doing what I call voluntold activities. Or projects. <laughs> right. <laughs> and oh, I had some pretty bad acne mm. um, and it really like sank in or I don't know, sank in or affected me. Like I knew it was stressful. I knew it was stress ac- acne. But, you know, I went to Fiji and I had a massive breakout from stress at work. Oh, man. And I remember talking with a local man from the island we were staying at. And he asked me, he's like, what's, what's on your face? Like, kind of like pointing to his face. Like, what, what is that? And at first I was like, you know, do I have food in my face? Like, do I have like dirt on me? But then I realized that he, he was talking about my acne. Oh, and he had not seen acne and it wasn't common in his population. So oh, interesting. Like, that? And I was like, right. oh my gosh, this isn't like, this isn't normal. Like, yeah, it kind of, like, made that like made me realize like, this isn't a normal thing. Like I shouldn't really be having this. <laughs> right. It's not just because you you're know? a human. It's because of something else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, also my body would hold on to weight. Um, and this one was next one was probably the hardest is that I really questioned my ability as an effective teacher. God, it's the worst, right? Yeah. Because so many people are so good at their jobs, but we start to get to this place where we question ourselves. It sucks. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Isn't it crazy though? Like I didn't know I was burnt out either. Yeah. Because when everybody around you is also exhausted, like everybody talks about like, waiting for happy hour, can't wait till Friday so we can have a drink, you know, drinking all the time, complaining about clients or kids, 
believing that the work that you're doing is futile, um, it feels pretty normal because everybody's doing it. Yeah. I remember a teacher, she she was always notorious for having the countdown on for like, you know, like fall break, winter break or spring break or the end of the school year. It was, it was hilarious. (laughs) Walk into the copy room and announce like, 15 more days, ladies. <laughs> right. There's always a countdown. When is the next break? You know, when is yeah. the next time I can get away from this terrible job? You know, yeah. that's kind of how I felt. So step one is really to kind of figure out if you are experiencing burnout. Um, I do mm-hmm. think it's important to to figure out if you're just having regular old stress or if you are actually on the verge of burnout. So um you can head over to my blog or Kisa's and we'll have the link to the signs of burnout checklist that I have. And it's kind of goes okay. through the categories of burnout and in more detail, it asks you questions about like how you're sleeping and you can check the symptoms off. Um, and if you're in any of these professions, I think it's a really good idea to go through the list periodically to keep an eye on your symptoms, like just kind of checking in, how am I sleeping? You know, am I complaining about clients all the time? Um mm-hmm. And then you can also, um, one of the things that I like to do as well is just like to rate the symptoms on one to 10, because a lot of times we feel a little bit of it, but it's just at a one, you know, it's not a big deal. It's like, you know, I kind of had a stressful sleep, but it's not keeping me up all night. I'm not, you know, staying awake the whole night. Um, And just like keeping an eye on. Yeah. It's not happening every night. Yeah. Kind of keeping a like a rating of how you're doing and keeping an eye on yourself um, if you're in one of these jobs. Um, so today we're, we're not going to address all of the symptoms of burnout. What we're going to look at is just a major contributor to burnout. Today we're just talking about how to let the workday go and leave work at work um, because we really want you to be able to put the workday aside so that when you get home, you can enjoy your kids, your partner, your friends, your personal interests. Um, you know, going back to when I was talking about, you know, earlier in my life, I just remember coming home, like really looking forward to what was I going to have for a snack? What was I going to make for dinner? Did we have beer in the fridge? And what show were we going to put on? Like that was, that was my whole evening every night. And I think about what I do now and I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, like there's, there was so much time for me yeah. to be doing other things, but I just didn't have the energy for it. So we want you to be right. able to put your workday aside, be less stressed out so you can enjoy all that time when you're not at your workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I put a survey out on Facebook about how most people tend to put the workday away, most of the responses had to do with like some kind of distraction when they got home or like we talk about um, like buffering. So watching their favorite TV show, drinks, making dinner, playing with the dogs or a hard workout. And this is how I used to try to unwind. The problem is it never lasted because as soon as my distractor was gone, my brain circled right back to the workday. And if I was able to distract until it was time to sleep, the thoughts came back and woke me up in the middle of the night. So we're going to talk a little bit more about sleep in the next podcast. We'll address that part of it. Um, But today we're going to go over a couple of things you can do to put the mental brakes on, turn it off and be truly present at home. In my opinion, in my, my <laughs> professional opinion, it is best to start the process while you are still at your workplace because we're so exhausted already and many of you have done super long shifts 
it can become a habit to finish whatever has to be done and to like run out the door. Do you remember doing that? Yes, I do. Uh, Throw it in the bag. Go home. Bye. Bye. Done. Out of here. And I see it with a lot of teachers too. Oh my gosh. Of course. (laughs) They're just like bolting out. Like whatever you got to grab, grab it, head out the door. Yeah. I remember Anna, uh, Mary's sister, telling us a story about it was like the last day of school and she was just so ready to be done that she was like, I'm sure she wasn't truly elbowing kids on her way out. But she was like, she was like, yes, elbowing kids out of the way on my way out of the school. Like, <laughs> school. Just, like, oh just like, get me out. Get me out of here. I'm done. Oh man. Yeah. It's actually super important if you want to begin enjoying your personal life more to put some kind of routine or ritual into place that symbolizes the end of your shift or your work day. Um, and this is, this is kind of a a life changer, but it, it takes some effort in the beginning. So right now for me at the end of my day, the first thing I do is finish whatever notes I have left, you know, as a therapist, um, as a lot of healthcare professionals, you have to like write a note for each client you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's best to get it done at the end of the day. Otherwise, like you don't even remember what you did or talked about. So it's not good. But this helps me do a summary of my day. Um, it makes sure that everyone is taken care of, that uh, money is collected in a timely manner, which is pretty mm-hmm. important. I believe in getting paid. Yes. Um, then I take a look at my planner. And we did a whole podcast on the reason why it's really important to plan ahead. But Um, here's why it's important for this particular practice. So I look at today, check to see if there's any loose threads that need to be completed, like any important emails that I still have to send, um, phone calls to make, sessions to reschedule. If I can take care of it quickly right then, I do it. If not, I put it into my planner when I will be able to take care of it. So I look through the clients I saw today, and if there's something that I need to do later, like a treatment plan, get a form signed, send a message to a parent. I actually schedule it in. So I used to just do a to-do list. Now I put it into my plan, like what day and time I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, Then I look at tomorrow's schedule. So I plan out my day. I know when I'll eat lunch. I know if there's someone that needs a form or a treatment plan. And I make a note of what to do as soon as I get to work in the morning before my first client comes. So a lot of times like I'll print all of the documents I need right when I come in. Mm-hmm. which is nice because it's kind of a pain in the butt to remember halfway through a session and you're like, oh, hold on, I got to print something. And then you got to run out and you leave them in your office by themselves. It's all right. awkward. <laughs> then, and this may surprise you, Kisa, and anyone that knows me from before I moved to Colorado, <laughs> but I actually take the time to clean up my room before I go. I like, I tidy up before I leave. I fold the blanket on the back of the couch. I make sure the toy containers are tucked into the shelves. I pick up any Play-Doh that's been mashed into the carpet or (laughs) gray leaves that might be, you know, kind of kicked around. Right. Um, I close my laptop. I clear off my whole desk and I actually, I've started to line up my computer. So it looks really neat, like in the middle of my desk. (laughs) Awesome, Mary. I'm very impressed. I know. It's made a big difference. And then I actually, because right now I'm the site supervisor, and so mm-hmm. I also do like a little sweep of the common areas of the office. Okay. I check the kitchen. I load the dishes from the sink into the dishwasher, wipe off the counter, start the dishwasher if it's full, mm-hmm. and I pack up and I go. Wow. And so it's like this I- whole ending process of the day. Stop by my house, Mary? Nope. 
<laughs> do, a little, do a little sweep, pick up some toys. Do a little sweep. I've actually dishes. really kind of crazy that I actually, mm-hmm. I have a lot of routines in place for like tidying up, which is very weird for me. It is really weird for Mary. Yeah. Like <laughs> our friend, all right, this is totally an aside. Our friend Joanna actually came oh, over God. one time to my house in Hawaii because uh-huh. she thought like, she was like, I need to help you. <laughs> she was going to have an intervention, a cleaning intervention. <laughs> like you need, you need some help in this place. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but it's I actually, cooler. I keep things really tidy. Like people come over to our house and they're like, wow, it's clean in here. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. Isn't that weird? I don't know what happened. Anyway, <laughs> that's all on the side. I do. I like, I tidy up at the end of the day. It feels really okay. good. Um, and I used to rush out as soon as my last person left the office. I have found that even though I'm tired, really taking the time to like finish my day makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. When I leave the office, I've done everything I need to do, which is really important to enjoying the rest of your day, right? I'm not worried about what I have to do tomorrow. I don't need to plan it out still. I've already taken the time to do so. And I know I have a detailed plan that's easy to follow in the morning. Yeah. It all makes it so much easier when work pops into my mind later because it will. We call those intrusive thoughts, right? Like my brain is wired to be like, there's something to worry about. And so it'll be like, oh, did you finish all your notes? Oh, did you think about this thing for tomorrow? And it's like, I did. Check. Check. Did that. So it's easy to remind myself that it's already written down. I've got it scheduled in. I don't need Mm -hmm. to worry about it. And it makes it so much easier when I do wake up in the middle of the night, because I still do fairly often, to remind myself, like, oh, it's all taken care of. It's written down. I've got a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, On my way home, and this is another kind of place where a routine is a good idea, is on your way home from work to home. On my way home, sometimes I get to carpool with my husband, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And usually in that case, we vent for like a few minutes on the drive, but we've made a rule because we work at the same place that we don't spend more than 15 minutes talking about work. Yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, we would spend too much time, right. right? It's like we've got a cap. There's a couple of things like, oh, you know, I had some hard things happen today. Then we talk about them and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm driving on my own. I put on a podcast that takes my full attention So I usually pick ones that are like educational or funny or tell a story. Um, I never choose news channels on my way home. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend news in general, but (laughs) other people have opinions about that. Um, But I don't need to add extra stress to my life with stories of situations that I have zero control over. So yeah, I, I won't even turn the radio station on because sometimes they'll do little news snippets and I'm like, nope. Yeah. So obviously, you don't need to do what I do at the end of the day. We all have different kinds of jobs, different types of offices, schools, clinics, and clients. But I want to offer some of the reasons that my routine is useful. And you can kind of hit these important pieces with a variety of different activities. So the planner serves a lot of useful purposes, right? I used to be a person that had a to-do list. Either it was like always in my head for some reason. Are you in your head to-do list person? I run into a lot of people like that now. Like I just had like no. this, like, no, I would, I would have it on post-its. I think like maybe at some point it would be in my head and I'm like, once it was 
there was enough stuff in my head. I'm like, I need to write this down or I'm not going to get it done. Yeah. Put it on paper. And then I'd write yeah. it on post-it notes and lose them. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, but I used to have like to-do lists everywhere. I had a bullet mm-hmm. journal for a long time, which was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Recommend it, you know, if you're a, a to-do list person, but I say it like I always had a long to-do list that never completely got checked off. Like I was never finished. Right. right. That's how yeah. I, I feel the same way too. And then I would make a new to-do list and then mm-hmm. I would have to like pull ones off the old to-do list and transfer them over to the new one. Right. And it's just like... And it's usually stuff I didn't want to do. <laughs> and, and then it just keeps like, going to the next to-do list yeah. and you're like, oh my God, how many times do I write this? Right. <laughs> Oh man. So unfortunately that just keeps undone tasks in yeah. your head all the time. Right. Yeah. It's just like it's easy to beat yourself up about that. So now I write out my to-do list, schedule each task into my calendar, pay bills Friday mornings at 8am. <laughs> Mow the go. lawn Sunday at 11am. I put in time. Sometimes I'm not exact with the times, but then I know when I'm doing it. Right. And like I said earlier, right. If as soon as I start work, worrying about my to-do list. There's, there's nothing to worry about. I already know when it's going to be taken care of. So mm-hmm. I can just check it off in my head. No need to worry. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, feel, I find a lot of comfort in when it's in my calendar, I know it's going to get done because it's not just a list of like, Oh, when I have time, I'll do this. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I have time to do this task or I have time to create this or write this um, versus it just being a list. And like, I, I also tend to, like I said, like do the easiest things for, if it's just a list, I'll do the easiest things first. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's in my calendar, it's like, oh, well, it's in my calendar. I have 45 minutes to do this. I better do it. Yeah. You know? It makes a huge difference. Highly recommend it. Put it, yeah. in, put it in your planner, folks. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, and again, we, we did the whole podcast, but you have to kind of teach yourself how to use a planner if you have not used one before. Mm-hmm. I certainly had to do that, right? I didn't trust myself at first. I like put it on my calendar and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> so I had to get into the practice of looking at my planner in the morning and the evening. Yeah. 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 And, but now I know that I will do what's in my calendar. So I can trust that it's, if it's in there, it will get taken care of. And that Mm -hmm. is a huge, it's a huge weight off of my mind. Highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. So if you write things down and schedule it in and plan it ahead of time, then you don't have to keep work tasks in your mind. You can let them go until tomorrow. So it's really fabulous. Yeah. I find that really nice about, you know, scheduling ahead of time and putting it in my calendar is that, you know, if I'm worried about something like that worry pops into my mind, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing, you know, I have that scheduled for tomorrow Mm -hmm. or I have that scheduled for later this week. Like, and then I just go about my day. (laughs) Oh, move along. Nothing (laughs) to see here. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here. So yeah, planning is amazing. And I um, also feel that it you know, gives you that kind of like that clarity to, to like, for me, it would be, you know, spending time with my husband and my daughter. Like I can focus on that versus, you know, physically being there, but yet my mind's somewhere else. Yeah. So I can, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally be with my husband and daughter. Yeah. That's so that's nice. nice. Well, I bet they like it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um, the next part, you know, I was talking about my routine of cleaning up, right? And 
Routines are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I do not have to clean my office in the evening. I can just as easily and have often done so in the past, just come in a little (laughs) early in the morning before my first client to do it. Yeah. However, this has become an automatic routine that really in my mind symbolizes that my day is done. So Mm -hmm. the routine of notes, planner, clean up, clean the main area, head home, tells my brain that my day is done and I can put Mm -hmm. it away. Um, The podcast on the way home is, it's really useful to spend some time in between work and home with something relaxing. So often clients come and tell me that they walk in the door at home and like immediately the people that have missed them all day want their attention. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The kids want to play. (laughs) The partner wants to tell them that what has to happen, right? Here's your jobs Mm -hmm. for the evening, what needs to be fixed or like talk about their day. Mm -hmm. And there's no time to unwind first. And often we expect them to recognize that we're stressed out, but I would not hold your breath waiting for them to change. No, do not. No. They can't read your mind. No. Or no. even your body language. I know. Isn't that <laughs> kind of unfortunate? <laughs> like, can't you tell I'm pissed? My arms are crossed. I'm on my face. I'm shooting laser beams at you <laughs> with my eyes. What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> instead figuring out a way to take time for yourself first before you get home or as soon as you walk in the door is your responsibility. And it is a really good idea. So Mm -hmm. it might be driving to a local park and taking a few deep breaths and looking at the birds and people playing with dogs. It might be like one of my clients. I love this. She drives all the way home, but pulls over on the side of the road, like a block away (laughs) She'll get out of the car to stretch, walks a really short distance, and then she gets back in her car and she drives to her house. (laughs) It's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one of my clients who did not have kids um, told his partner that he needed 10 minutes to himself to unwind. He asked, he literally, we had a family session. He was like, I need you to not speak to me for like the first 10 to 30 minutes other than a hello and a hug. Mm-hmm. And just promised that he would join her after a quick de-stress. So he always, he headed straight to the bathroom, took a shower, used the toilet, sometimes just like scrolled on Facebook for a few minutes in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the military and he reported that this one simple change made a huge difference in their relationship because one, she knew that he would come back out and he'd be more present and attentive. And mm-hmm. he felt more relaxed when he did. So they were able to have good conversations instead of really stressed out, angry conversations. Yeah. And I think, Mary, it's just that little uh, example. Like, it's so important to, like, ask. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that he asked. He's like, I just need 10 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Versus, like, him going in and just you know, trying to get that alone time, but then Mm -hmm. the wife's trying to talk to him, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and like she recognizes that, you know, he'll be more present, he'll be calmer, you know, they can have a better conversation, just, you know, give him 10 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And it actually, because I think he was trying to do that for a long time. Like he'd come in, he'd be really angry. He'd be like, and he'd, (laughs) why won't you leave me alone? (laughs) Right. Like leave me alone and head to the bathroom. And so he was doing that anyway, but you know, and then she'd like follow him and be like, well, you didn't do this. (laughs) Right. And just setting aside that time. Like, I just need to de-stress. Can we put this time aside is, um, and so that's why, you know, my other client doesn't, go all the way home first. She does it before Mm -hmm. she gets there because she knows that the kids are not going to 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are a little harder to uh, yeah. <laughs> ask for that from. Yeah. And I've heard that from most parents, right? Yeah. Like you can't even go to the bathroom because they're like, mommy, right. <laughs> let so me in. <laughs> yeah. I was in the shower last night and my daughter was like, mom, mom. <laughs> like, she wanted something. I don't remember, but I'm like, ask your dad. <laughs> So like out there with her, <laughs> right? Standing next to her. Yeah. Right. So if you, if you need to, you know, don't, don't feel bad about pulling the car over and taking some time to yourself or like literally three to four deep breaths yeah. before you walk in the door can, you know, can change your whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't underestimate the power of just a few deep breaths, a pause, just some kind of a pause. Yeah. Um, a lot of people also plan a workout right after work, which I think mm-hmm. is a great idea if, if you've kind of set yourself up for not having to think about work, like putting aside your day, having a routine at the end of your work day, and then going to do a workout before you head home, like bullseye, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can do that. Yeah, for sure. And then of course, dogs are amazing. You know, I highly recommend dogs because <laughs> they need a walk when you get home and a walk is an incredible way to unwind at the end of your workday. They also love you and act like they have not seen you in ages. Mm-hmm. So That is true. They're kind amazing. Of like, kind of like a two-year-old as well. Yeah. Do they just love you? Yeah. And they act like they haven't seen you forever. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so putting something in, in between like work is done before I get home or like when, when I get home, but like, can I put a pause in there somewhere to like take, mm-hmm. take time for myself? Yeah. Um, now if you have to do work at home, like if you have to check your email, if you have to check your phone, if you have to do some work that didn't get done during the day, pick times to do it. I can't stress this enough. Like give yourself however much time it will take. Pick a time to do so and then sit down and do it when you say you will. Unless you're on call, mm-hmm. which is different and it's a bummer and a whole other thing because then you <laughs> have to answer the phone when it rings unless, you know, unless you're on call, you don't have to check the phone constantly. So mm-hmm. find a way to turn off the notifications and decide on either one time of night, right? Like 7 p.m., I'm going to check my phone one more time, respond to emails and phone calls, or like pick some intervals, right? Like maybe once an hour, mm-hmm. every two hours. Um, yeah. But decide ahead of time how often and when you'll check. Mm-hmm. And you will feel so much more in control of it. Uh, if this is an example of setting good boundaries between your work and home life. And it's super important. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to check emails and phone from work, don't, don't. <laughs> right. Put, put it away. Stop yeah. checking your work phone if you don't have to. Pay attention to your other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so combination of a routine before you get home plus some kind of relaxing activity, in, which could be three deep breaths, you know, when you pause in your car. Plus, setting and maintaining strong boundaries is a really good start and a strong recipe for being able to enjoy your life at home. Yeah. Awesome, Mary. Thank you for all of that information. I think that was very helpful. Yeah, man. I want us to be able to to be present at work when we're there and then Mm -hmm. present with our families when we're at home. Yeah. I like the the little routine, end of day routine. Mm -hmm. That's very helpful. 
It makes a big difference. And actually, I was thinking about this as I was kind of taking notes for this. Um, mm -hmm. I've started to do that with sewing projects that I do too, which mm -hmm. uh, like I don't have to put things away, but I find if I like when I'm done with my crafting with a sewing project for mm -hmm. like, I can't keep going, you know, I haven't finished the project, but I can't keep going. I like mm -hmm. tidy up around it. Like I put what I need to do next over in here. Oh, nice. And then I get mm -hmm. the next thing set up over in another spot. Oh, it's, it feels so good. And then I don't think about it constantly. Right. And then when you're ready to work on it, everything's ready. It's all ready for me. I don't have to think about it. Awesome. It's fabulous. So Mary, do you have some tips for us? I do. And tips. some of it's just a reminder of mm -hmm. what we already talked about. And some of it's just a yeah. little bit new. Okay. So the first tip is remind yourself of your why. Always very okay. important, right? Why are you working this job? <laughs> <laughs> why have you chosen the field you're in? And those sound like really broad questions, but like, I think it's really good to like remind yourself the big picture. Mm -hmm. Why is it important to take the time for yourself before you get home? Constantly mm -hmm. reminding yourself of the bigger picture puts things into perspective. Sometimes a job is just a paycheck and that is totally worthy, right? Paychecks keep you and your family fed, clothed, and sheltered, but I don't want you to be thinking about them all day long, right? Right. Sometimes a job is important to you because it fills you up with purpose and that is super awesome too. And I think a lot of us got into these careers because of that. We like really love the people we work yeah. with. But remember that your family is important too. You are important. Your health, both physical and mental, is super important. And you cannot take care of yourself if your brain is constantly on, constantly thinking about work and never relaxed. Yeah. So remember your why. Two, boundaries! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Have we mentioned boundaries before? I think we have. I don't know. I don't know, Mary. I feel like, I feel like we've talked about these <laughs> We before. probably have, yeah. They are really important. So to set good boundaries takes being intentional with your life and deciding how you want to live. So it takes a whole episode. Listen to episode eight. Get some good pointers on how to set really good, strong boundaries in your life. Yeah. Three. Create routines and rituals. So routines and rituals are incredibly soothing. There's a reason that bedtime routines are so important to help kids fall asleep <laughs> at night. And we are no different as adults. Don't try to set up a complex routine right away, but over time, add one or two routines into your day. And oddly, my routine of like emptying out the dishwasher and starting it every morning when I wake up uh, while my morning coffee is brewing has become relaxing to me, which is very yeah. strange to me. <laughs> I used to hate doing the dishes, but it actually like feels good. I'm like, my sink is empty by the time mm -hmm. my coffee is done brewing. Yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with dishes. It's just everything to do with a simple routine done at the same time every morning. It just feels really mm -hmm. relaxing. Four, plan ahead. Um, we talked about that before. I always thought it would felt like such a restriction to plan ahead and not have the freedom of doing things last minute. Mm -hmm. But what I found is that knowing when things will be done gives me so much more mental freedom. Yes. And because things are done when I say I will do them, I have a ton of free time as well. Mm -hmm. So in episode three, we talk about the importance of planning ahead. We give you some tips in that episode. It's totally worth a listen. Mm -hmm. um, but if nothing else, get yourself a planner. Give it some practice. Yeah. 
Um, and then number five, practice thought work. So some of my most important work has been looking at the way my mindset was bringing about results that I didn't want. I kept changing jobs, thinking that a different job, a better job would change the way that I felt at night. The truth is I just had different jobs, but the same brain that wanted to relive my workday over and over again, instead of enjoying my life relaxing. So I just <laughs> brought it with me to all of these new jobs. Right. Um, and this is something that I started on my own, but really accelerated when I finally worked with a coach. Mm -hmm. um, working on your mindset is priceless and life changing. It is really. It's always <laughs> a great start to listen to Brooke Castillo's podcast because we really love Brooke Castillo, the life mm -hmm. coach school. Yep. Uh, listen back to our podcasts from the start. Um, you can read or listen to Byron Katie. Uh, her books are great. Um, you can check out Martha Beck, Susan Hyatt. They're all fabulous coaches that talk about mindset. Get an mm -hmm. idea of how the way you think changes the results you have in your life. And when you're ready to really make some changes, find Kisa or I and sign up for some coaching one-to-one -one or in a group. It is incredibly value, excuse me, valuable to get support from other folks who are working through it at the same time and to have a mm -hmm. professional help you work through where you are stuck in life. For sure. I 100% agree, Mary. It is, it seems like not such a big deal, right? Because there's so many self-help books out there, but working with somebody is just like, it's so incredibly powerful. Oh, good. Bless you, Kisa. Thank you. Sorry. I tried to cover <laughs> my face, I guess you stole her that. That's okay. It's okay to sneeze. We're humans. <laughs> um, so speaking of coaching, I am finishing finally my healthcare program, my, um, my program for helping healthcare professionals uh, reverse their burnout. So if you are interested, if you are a healthcare professional, Pop onto my website, pop onto my blog, and find the information to join my free Facebook group, um, Saying Goodbye to Burnout for Healthcare Professionals, where we talk about a lot of tips and strategies for, um, you know, ways to set boundaries, saying no, getting support from people who think about things the way that you do. Um, we talk about um, mindset. We talk about, um, and we also share about you know, some of the pitfalls of being in an environment where people don't really believe in self-care. So yeah, head on over, check it out, ask some questions. Yeah. yeah Mary's got some really great things in her program. So it's pretty, check it out. it's pretty great. And on Tuesdays we do a live video. So you should come join, come join. Mm -hmm. All righty friends. That is all we have for you today. Thanks for being awesome as always and listening in. Tune into our next episode where we talk about how to turn your mind off at night so you can get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to know more about us and if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. You can also contact Mary at my website at www.maryelisepreston.com or Kisa at her website www.kisaamaro.com and that's k-e-y-s-a-a-m-a-r-o.com awesome and if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our podcast please share this episode with them we want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible and we need your help to get our message out we would greatly appreciate your help in reaching out to people who could benefit from our podcast.
Yes, please. And if you enjoy the show, we would love it if you would leave us an honest review on iTunes. Simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, and click on write a review. That's it. Super helpful for us. All right, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs) 